We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. From the producers of God of a Coach. Exclusive hype brings to you. Ten on the clock. Here's your host, Tyrone Smith. Fresh off of the Bucks victory over the LA Clippers. Week 17 of the National Basketball Association is officially complete. From Karis LeVert being traded to the Cavaliers to Eric Bledsoe being traded to the Portland Trailblazers, we are literally days away before the end of the trade deadline. And there's going to be a lot of moves that we're going to have to discuss. This is 10 on the clock. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive hustle bandage. You already know the vibes. And before we get into this episode, there's a couple things that I want to say. First thing I want to say is RIP to Bill Fitch, Celtics legend who tragically and unfortunately lost his life this week at the age of 89 years old. And I want to give a heavenly shout out to my grandmother and my grandfather who both celebrated birthdays this week. My granddad celebrated his birthday on the 1st of February. My grandmother celebrated her birthday on the 6th. I want to send my wishes to the heavens above to my grandparents and thank them. Because if it wasn't for my grandfather giving me those sporting news magazines when I was younger, I don't know if I would be into sports like I am, specifically basketball. And if it wasn't for my grandmother's attention to detail, I don't know if quality of shows that I do week in and week out on both platforms, 10 on the clock or got them coach will be as good as they are. In our contender slash pretender of the week, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. They went two and two this week and they are currently sitting fifth for the 32 and 21 record. Now, Philly's been talked about a lot, mainly because of the Ben Simmons fiasco and the fact that he's still on the team. But I always said that I felt Philly would fare better off without Ben Simmons in the starting lineup just because the guards that they do have are willing to shoot the ball. One guy who has benefited a lot from this is Tyrese Maxey as he's averaged 16.9 points. Shooting 47% from the field, 39% from the three. He has been able to open it up and give more room for Joel Embiid to work. This man is putting up an MVP caliber season. A lot of people has him as the favorite. Embiid is averaging 29, 11, and 4. And he has been consecutively named Eastern Conference Player of the Month, which is quite impressive. But I think for Philly, 
they have to take advantage of the elephant in the room which is ben simmons get him out of there whatever you can get for him stop trying to finesse the system just get him out of there let that man be great let that man go play somewhere else right now i think your floor is probably eastern conference finals considering the fact that i had brooklyn and milwaukee as my eastern conference participants now that you want to overtake them this is a great season and i will look for more things to come for philly Alright, so we're gonna do my player of the week. Normally I've been doing Eastern and Western Conference players of the week, but I stopped doing it for the past couple of weeks. Mainly because I wanted to. So I'm gonna just go ahead and I'm gonna do my player of the week. Now this is between East and Western Conference. I did consider three other guys. I consider Giannis. He averaged 30 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, shot 60% from the field. I consider Ja. 31 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 48% from the field, and I did consider DeRozan, 51% from the field, when he averaged 33.3 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 6.5 assists, but I gotta go with my man, Luka, hell yeah, Luka Doncic, the man averaged 31.6 points, 9.6 rebounds, 12 assists, shot 44% from the field, 31% from 3, not impressive shooting numbers, but his all-around game once again has Dallas in a surprising position, believe it or not. Alright, so we're going to talk about Utah and Brooklyn. These teams have been struggling mightily. Brooklyn is on an eight-game losing streak. They came into the week with losers of four straight. They lost all of their games this past week on 0-4. There's a lot of talk about James Harden not being happy and possibly leaving the team once the season ends and once he's able to go into free agency. I don't know how to feel about this, but you see the value of Kevin Durant and you see why you cannot have Kyrie Irving play part-time games. It messes up the team chemistry. It messes up your chemistry. And then you have games where you have Kyrie and Harden and then you have other games where you just have Harden. You might have games where you just have Kyrie, but then you go home and you have nobody. For Utah, they did win their two games this week, but this is just a team that I just, I'm not really feeling right now. They lost Joe Ingles. He out for the year for the ACL. I think they're just too dependent on the three. They got to get somebody that they can throw the ball in, get some buckets in the paint. Don't say Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is not that guy. They have to get somebody at the trade deadline who they can throw it down in the post. He can get them a couple easy buckets and allow for those guys to warm up into threes because it's, it's just not looking good for Utah right now. And I mean, all of the pieces are coming back, so maybe this isn't a thing to really talk about. But just watching them, and you can kind of see the struggles. They need somebody that they can throw the ball down in the paint, too. Let's talk about these Eastern and Western Conference reserves. Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, James Harden, and Zach Levine. No big man was picked, which I feel like is just a snub to Jared Allen, even though I think he'll get in with the injury pick that the commissioner gets. But shout out to Garland and Van Fleet, first time All-Stars. I was a little questionable about Zach Levine just because he missed a lot of time. But in the beginning of these 10 o'clock episodes, I did say he was playing MVP type basketball. Jason Tatum is probably the more popular name, but you could have really made an argument for Jalen Brown. Jimmy Butler, of course, is the more popular name in Miami, but I think you could have made a significant case for Tyler Hero. And then you could have made some 
significant arguments to a couple other guys, mainly Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball over a couple guys that was there. I don't think James Harden had the all-star type of season, even though his numbers was very, very impressive. West Coast. We got Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. The only one I didn't get was Draymond, and I felt like that was more of a popular pick more so than anything. Because can you really argue that Draymond Green had a has having a better season than Jaron Jackson Jr.? Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I feel were no-brainers. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the league. You have to have guys representing the best team in the league. Luka Doncic, if he were voted in as a forward, he probably would have been the starter, but considering he was voted in as a guard, it went to Andrew Wiggins. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, you see how valuable they are. When they were out, the Jazz struggled, and they came back, they're doing some great things. You could have legitimately made an argument for DeJounte Murray over Donovan Mitchell just because Donovan Mitchell has missed games, and for the most part, DeJounte Murray has been more consistent in terms of playing. Shout out to Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves who are in the thick of the playoff hunt. But overall, I just I don't I don't like the format of the All-Star game in terms of how they pick them. I feel like they're rewarding teams and, and having players represent teams that are good, even though there are players on bad teams that may deserve it as well. Alright, so we about to end the show with locks of the week. And this week is Super Bowl Sunday week. Hell yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give y'all my Super Bowl predictions and my MVP of the game. And we're going to go right into these locks of the week. So, Monday, I have the Phoenix Suns beating the Bulls. Hey, Tuesday, you can give me the Bucks over the Lakers. Hey, Wednesday, you can give me the Jazz over the Warriors. Hey, Thursday, you can give me the Mavericks over the Clippers. Hey, I'm going to shock you this week because I'm going to pick the Pistons to beat the Charlotte Hornets Friday. What? And Saturday, you can give me the Cavs over the Sixers. Hey, and Sunday, you can give me the Celtics over the Hawks. Hey, Super Bowl Sunday, you can give me the Bengals over the Rams 33-30. to 30. Hey, And my MVP of that game is going to be Jamar Chase. Hey, 